Andy, my dude, have you heard of the magical website builder known as Squarespace? Ugh, not another Squarespace ad. I feel like every podcast is sponsored by them. <laughs> hey, 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 don't knock it till you try it. Yes, okay, it is overhyped. But actually, it lives up to the hype. Squarespace is like a website fairy godmother. With a click of a button, your site transforms into a beautiful masterpiece. A website fairy godmother? That sounds interesting. What makes it so magical? Well, for starters, those slick templates make anyone look like a professional web designer. Pick one, customize the colors and fonts to match your brand, and voila. Plus, the drag-and-drop fluid engine is so easy, your grandma could build a site on Squarespace. Well, she did knit me a lovely scarf last Christmas. Maybe website design is next. Exactly. And when you're ready to sell your Nana's handmade scarves online, Squarespace has built-in e-commerce. Add a store with one click. Get flexible payment options. Then watch those sales roll in. And when she wants to teach others her steezy scarf skills, Squarespace's new courses feature is just the ticket. Nana can set up her curriculum and enrollments and payments in a snap and become the next e-knitting influencer. Wow, you really sold me with the grandma angle. Sign me up for that free try. Just go to thenextreel.com slash Squarespace and transform your site into a beautiful Squarespace masterpiece. Well, thanks, Pete. Even though it's overhyped, Squarespace actually sounds perfect for Nana's site's needs. Appreciate the warning on the ads, though. I'll brace myself next time I listen to a podcast. Anytime. Let me know if you need any help getting that site up and running. Andy, can you believe we've almost hit 700 episodes of The Next Reel? I know, it's crazy. And with all the other episodes in our family of podcasts, we are well over 1,200 episodes of movie conversation. It's really pretty amazing that we've gotten to have these in-depth movie chats every week for over a decade now. And we couldn't have done it without our loyal community of film fans. Their support over the years has meant so much. For sure. That reminds me, we should give the merch store a shout out. Buying shirts from thenextreel.com slash merch is a great way listeners can continue to support the show. Plus, they get to support our great designs. Absolutely. I think sometimes folks forget we have a variety of shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more available. In fact, a great place to start is with a shirt sporting the Next Reel's logo. We also have that classic Fast Times Spicoli Surf School tee, or the weirdly popular Rusty's European Tour shirt. The one from National Foods European Vacation. Why is that so popular? <laughs> Search me, but we have sold a ridiculous number of those. I guess there are a lot of Rusties taking trips to Europe? We're always adding new designs based on movies we've covered, like our brand new design for a streetcar named Desire, featuring a streetcar named Desire. So if you want to rep your love of TNR and films, head to thenextreel.com slash merch. Every purchase helps us continue to have these weekly in-depth conversations. So visit thenextreel.com slash merch today. And as always, thanks for listening and being a part of the Next Real community. We've got lots more great movie chats coming your way. With more
more and more movies easily available on streaming services, it's harder to know what's worth watching and what might be a waste of your time. There are many hidden gems out there waiting to be discovered, and we want to help you find them. This is Trailer Rewind, a podcast where JJ and I, your virtual video store clerks, sift through the shelves to help you discover new favorites. But today, we are also joined by Tommy and Foster. Hello, it's us. We're here, and we're glad to be in your weird blockbuster. <laughs> All right. So today is August 3rd and the Book of Henry is available on Netflix. Right now, that's the only place it's available. But because what's available on streaming services can change, it's possible that by the time you are listening to this show that this has changed. So you can easily find where the Book of Henry is streaming using a service like JustWatch.com. If you're on Letterboxd and have a patron or pro account, Just Watch is integrated into your account. And so when you look at the Trailer Rewind watch list or Trailer Rewind episodes list on Letterboxd, you can easily see where a film is currently available. If you don't have a patron or pro Letterboxd account, you can get one at a 20% discount over at truestory.fm slash Letterboxd. So first, I thought we'd sit down, we'd take a look at the trailer to see what the Book of Henry is all about. Our legacy isn't how many commas we have in our bank account. It's who we're lucky enough to have in our lives and what we can leave them with. Henry, remind me again where we can put you in a gifted school. Because it's better for my psychosocial development for me to interact with a peer group in a normal school environment. Oh, yeah. Hey, Susan. I guess I could just set you up a direct deposit if that's easier. I, I don't know. I'll have to ask Henry. You have to ask your 11-year-old? Did our financial statement come in the mail today? Yeah, I forgot to give it to you. I don't know how you do it all by yourself. Come on, I have Henry. Find me another male of the species who's more grown up than him. I'd like to. This story, it's about me, my brother, my mom, and the girl who lived next door. Henry and Peter, they're lucky to have you. And your father's lucky to have you, too. Stepfather. You okay? I'm good. Mom, I have to tell you something, and it's very important. Christine is in trouble. When someone hurts someone else, we have to make it better. There's only one way to stop it. I'd hope to do it all myself, but that's not an option. There has to be another way to help Christina. Mr. Sickleman is the police commissioner. I'm not going to subject him to public scrutiny without conclusive evidence. Okay, let's do this. Mom, everything you need is right here. I'll be with you the whole time. I know what you've done. Henry documented all of it. Who do you think they're gonna believe? It can't be left undone. No matter what, don't I'm panic. I'm not panicking. We have to make it better. Let me explain my comment. And I know we don't want to talk about spoilers when we do it, but it's almost impossible to get into talking okay. about the trailer without spoiling a little bit of it. I didn't think they were going to include 
so much of where they were going with the whole murder plot. <laughs> yeah. Correct. I did think they would include the big trigger warning that belongs with this movie, which they did not, which is uh, children in peril. Okay. Um, yes. Which uh, we talk about the video. Her in peril is in the trailer. Yeah, but the child is the issue. So we talk about, uh, all, I think we've talked about before when we three have been on the yeah. show together that we've all worked at a video store at one yes. time or another. Well, my first job ever was at a theater and it was in this, I think the spring or the, Fletcher. it was the winter Fletcher. of 1990 into, into 1991. And one of the movies that we had during that time was My Girl. Oh, And the thing about yes. My Girl is it yes. was marketed as this like sweet yes. thing. And we had parents charging out of the theater going, bawling their eyes out demanding their money back because that is not what they had marketed there. Right. So mm. key thing about this movie, the trailer, while I think the trailer does a wonderful job of not spoon feeding you exactly the sort of middle of the movie complicating incident that changes everything. Um, it's really key to know that if you have trouble with children that are affected or afflicted by things, be, be gentle with yourself in approaching. This well, I, I think it does. Mm. I mean, it, it does present the darkness of of the movie is 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 present there i think doesn't get specific but not the trigger i, yes. I totally yes. agree with you yeah. but and and i don't want to see that in the trailer so i'm glad they didn't but just because of that experience that i that i told you about there i i think it's really key that people know that there's going to be some very heavy stuff that does not get approached in so the i mean how is you know one of the things that happens with trailers is they can either do a, a decent job of giving you some hints of what the movie's about to get you excited to see it i want to know more sometimes they give everything away and sometimes you know as in the case of my girl they're selling one thing and delivering something else so what right. where does this one fall on the, on the spectrum of that do you feel like this is a appropriate representation of the film does it give away too much or is it misrepresenting i think yes but i will say that i think i think it is an appropriate representation of the film but i think that because i watched the trailer after i saw the movie uh. I do feel like it's trying to set you up for something that doesn't exactly happen, which is sort of okay. this sort of yes. um, mission uh, uh, impossible thing that is that, that there's a team that's working on it. And while that is to some degree in happening, they do a, a lot of sort of uh, creative gymnastics to get around the fact that you're missing some of the Im important characters on the team when you're uh, actually in the film itself. I remember seeing this trailer when it came out, whenever you came out. Yeah. And. And I was, and I remember going, is this a skit? Because it's too many movies. Oh, okay. It's right? two movies. Yes. The first, the first, the first part of the trailer is like, bonkity bonk and look at me, steampunk kid. <laughs> and I'm precocious <laughs> and let's have a fun adventure. And then, and then Naomi Watts has a rifle and there's some sort of like, we have to kill someone. What's happening? It's too many movies. And I was like, this is a terrible trailer. They must've botched it. It is not a terrible trailer. That exact, is what this movie is. Exactly. This movie is both of those things yes. shoved together in such a in such a way. We're not talking <laughs> about uh, final thoughts yet. In such a way that I mean, I was kind of blown away that yes, that is they really did take a bizarrely a very hard movie to market. And they kind of across the plate gave you a lot of the big stuff that the movie's about. Yes, they did. Little girls in trouble, uh, all of this stuff. Rube Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I was actually when I rewatched it after the movie again, I was like, oh yeah, huh? I remember why I thought this was so crazy. <laughs> right. 
Uh, and there okay. you go. Yeah. So, and, and the trailer features, I mean, the cast. We've got all of these familiar faces, and I think this is one of the things that as people are are scrolling through, looking for options, there's a lot of familiar names in here that they that they may go, oh, wait a second, I, I recognize Naomi Watts. She's been in a lot of things. Uh, oh, there's that cute kid, you know, Jaden Martell. Who you know? This is before it and all of that. So he does. I was like, wow, he looks a lot. Yeah, Midnight yeah. Special. And, oh, Midnight Special, another one. We've got Jacob Tremblay from everybody knew from Room. So we've got these kids that are really familiar faces. Naomi Watts is a mom. We've got Sarah Silverman in there, and then you know we've got director Colin Trevorrow, who was attached to a Star Wars movie at one point, but is you know he'd done uh, Jurassic World. So again, there's a lot. Right. He was fresh off Jurassic World. He could have picked any movie to do. And he picked this one, which also made it interesting, an interesting choice. It made me interested in this movie. Yeah. In addition to all the stories, Tommy, that you're saying they're trying to fit in there, we have, you know, sort of preconceived notions of, okay, what type of movies does Nomi Watts star in? Or Jacob Tremblay, you know, what type of films, you know, do we, what do we expect? And again, we've got a mishmash going on. in there of of this but again this is something i felt in the way the trailer was put together and look at this cast i thought this feels like it would appeal to very mainstream audiences that this is not something very you know niche like jj and i have been living in like 90s you know indie you know film land for the past couple episodes and whereas this really feels like familiar faces mainstream drama for you know which audience i don't know for sure we can we can talk about that a little bit but with all of these components where in the video store on the shelves would you expect to find this because i think that's an important piece to figure out if if you've got this you've got to shelve that where where do you put it i think you have to put it in drama it it doesn't work anywhere else and drama as the the most general category of drama as there is because there are other movies that sort of fit this mold um where it has this multi-layered story to it. I mean, it's going to be the kind of thing of like maybe parenthood where you have both the positive and the negative, but that's a lot more leaning into the emotional as you get further on. I think um, I think that's the only category that it fits. For me, I, I, the only reason I would stop scrolling to consider this movie or, um, or through watching the trailer is if I so much liked the first half of the trailer that I like stopped it, didn't watch the second half, and then started the movie. <laughs> because I think Tommy's completely right in that the, movie, the, the trailer's a direct reflection of what you're going to see in the movie from the, the different notes that it changes in the middle of it. And that second part is off the rails so it's like (laughs) so it's like if i'm watching that first part that looks cute and precocious and interesting um but that would be the only thing that would get me to 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 watch it and maybe naomi watts too um i I, i'm reminded in this movie you know how much i actually like her and i forget about that all the time because i think she did a wonderful job i would watch this movie just from the cast alone Sure. The cast is outstanding. I love all of those uh, kids. I like Sarah Silverman. I like Naomi Watts. All of that is good. I would say, yes, I would agree with its drama. I would put it right next to movies like Pay It Forward. Okay. Yeah. Where you get an idea from the trailers that like there's some darkness there, but ultimately it's going to be really uplifting. Right. I would also put it a little bit maybe next to The Goldfinch or movies. (laughs) See, the thing that I want to put it next to pay it forward to The Goldfinch is really well-acted, overly sentimental, problematic movies. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. New category. Yeah. If, we're going yeah, to make a that category. a big strip over all the, over the shelves. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, extremely Loud and Incredibly okay. Close would be on that same shelf. Fair. 
A lot of precocious yes. children. Well, <laughs> I think that that speaks to what this type of film is. Because as I was watching it, yeah. I really felt like the beginning. I I, I paused it because I I stopped. I'm like, is this based on like a young adult novel? Because it has that feel where you've got your main characters are these kids. Mm-hmm. They've got the you know crazy uh, little treehouse fort house thing that they built out of all these things and it just feels very much like this came out of a, a book but it, it it isn't it's an o- original script so i because i thought this just feels like somebody experienced in that young adult you know genre of okay we've got kids they're dealing with big issues uh things can get kind of serious but we still have some fun because we've got as we said you know the relationship between the brothers all of that so if there was a section at first i felt like it would go there like this is something that Sure, kids in that sort of 12 to 15 age group might really enjoy it because it's a character they can relate to uh, somewhat being in school, all that. But then, yeah, it takes that pivot. And then I feel like yeah, it's got to go into like drama. And I don't know that it's it shifts a lot higher in, in age range because of the darkness and just really heavy stuff that it, that it gets into so. that I'd say, no, this is drama. This is not for, oh, kids don't don't just give your kids this to watch like after school like oh here's something fun with kids making inventions and and uh being smarter than parents you know that that's the other piece that sort of played up the you know trope that's in young adult literature a lot of the kids being really smart and being aware of things that adults ignore and i thought okay and then it really takes it into a, a different place so yeah this one was is challenging for me i as an adult really sort of struggled with some pieces and i can't imagine what younger children what this would do to them i think it could be really traumatic and the darkness uh that it, that it gets into for this so yeah it's probably just straight on in that that drama as far as your ratings or recommendations on this one tommy where does where does this one fall for you is this something you're gonna you're gonna recommend if so to who or if not where do you rate rate it I would honestly, and this sounds very callous and thrown off to say, but I would recommend it as like a curiosity to certain friends. This movie, I'm kind of fascinated that this movie exists with all of these people. It is so interesting, but not interesting good. And it's not so bad that it's good. (laughs) It is just this anomaly, this weird artifact of five different movies, a tone that is so shifty. It's so uncomfortable. I just found it a fascinating 1.75 stars <laughs> and ultimately a no like because no I would never rip I would never personally recommend this film. I don't know who I would to except for like real film nerds like me to be like if you've got a little time check this out and this was the Jurassic World guy like <laughs> focus features it was amazing a yes. big release and how it's just so interesting for that reason. But no, I would say uh, 1.75. If we don't do those, I would say two stars okay. and a no like. See, and that's it's interesting. I, I totally vibe with your curiosity piece on it because I think mm-hmm. this movie surprised me a lot. I, I use the word off the rails. I feel like it really does go off the rails and it gets into a yep. really weird place. It uh, There is some redemption for me in this story and we're going to talk about it when we talk about the, the, the story and where it goes, where it kind of brings it back into something that, that makes it sane for me. But it definitely <laughs> is a curiosity and you're only going to like this movie if you're just kind of looking for something that's going to shock you because it's so 
weird. And it's so it is so off the rails. There are many times where you're going, what is happening? This can't actually be happening in the story. And it's totally played up as though it can. Um, but because of that redemption and because of the changes that we're going to talk about later, I actually gave it 3.5 stars um, and oh. a like on Flick Chart, um, it, uh, which put it just below Mank, which I don't think it compares to. Wow. At all. I mean, I think Mank is 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 far superior yeah. to it and pretty much everything above it. But just above Ocean's 12, which I think is actually a really oh. interesting place, because if you think about most people's criticism of Ocean's 12, it's for a similar thing. When you get into where you are in the Ocean's 12 story, they go, wait a minute, this is weird. This is strange. This is off the rails. This can't be happening. So I think it kind of sits in that space for me. And I'm excited to talk about the story more because I think um, the redeeming qualities I want to kind of bring up, even though I was very lost by the weirdness of it as well. Okay. okay. For me, it, it came in at just a solid three stars. I, I, I wanted, I was leaning towards 3.5, but there's just some things that it, are, are problematic or it just didn't crystallize in the way that I had, had hoped it would in some areas. So it just sort of, you know, as, as I say, movies start at three stars for me and they can earn, earn stars or lose them. This one just sort of sat there and as I was watching, it may have moved up, may have moved down, but overall just sort of ends up at that three point or three, three stars. Uh, and a like, cause I, I did enjoy it. it. I agree, Tommy. I think curiosity is a, a great description of this film because of the the many facets that it has in in the stories that it's trying to to, to mush together uh, over on Flickchart, it does come in uh, 369 out of 763, which is sort of a an oddball place. It, it, it puts it in the middle where there's just a, a mishmash <laughs> of again my my three star uh, movies. So if I look at what's right above it and right below it, it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> really weird stuff. So it's at 370. I've got Gunpowder Milkshake, which is a recent new Netflix mm. action thing. Again, yes. that Karen yes, Gillan. A lot of fun just doesn't quite gel together all the way. Um, and then just above it at 368 is Todd Haynes' film Safe from the mid mid 90s, oh. uh, which is a really interesting piece, very much of its time uh, and maybe deserves to be a little bit higher but there's there's again there's some things that are, are challenging with that film so I, that doesn't help anybody i don't think because those are such you know diverse films but that's where it falls is really in that middle ground of yeah it's got some strengths to it it's got some areas that it could improve on but overall i think it's one that um is worth watching. I, I, you know, definitely wouldn't discourage people from watching this. Over on Letterboxd, it has an average review of 2.4 stars out of uh, five based on just 15,800 reviews, whereas over at IMDb, it has a rating of 6.6, much higher, uh, based on 25,000 votes. So... Yeah. JJ, you know, as we talked last week of sort of looking at the number of, of reviews and, and votes between IMDb and Letterboxd, again, I think this falls in that more mainstream side of things. You know, yes. we've got more votes, a higher rating over there on IMDb. Uh, so it feels like, you know, the general mainstream audiences are, are watching this and generally enjoying this film. So... Pop, popcorn team is more yes, forgiving. Yes, they, they for sure. sure are. So that's our ratings and recommendations. Is this a flick for you? Well, you can check out The Book of Henry over on Netflix. And if you're still not sure, we're going to dive into a conversation about The Book of Henry here in just a moment. All right, guys. So <laughs> let's let's delve into The Book of Henry. 
I don't even know where to start with this one. I guess maybe we, what is this film trying to accomplish? I guess that's something that I've started I, to bring to films in terms of what, what, what is an audience to, to take away from, from something like this? I don't know really from the screenwriter. I don't want to, yeah. you know, try to put my thoughts into where, where he was at, but it really feels like someone just trying to go to like the extreme lengths of creativity to make a really, really wild and crazy movie that they're going to place in Hollywood. I mean, that's, it, it feels like a really sort of, I'm just going to step outside of reality and just imagine this like uber intelligent child creating a, a madhouse Rube Goldberg for his mother to assassinate someone after he died. I mean, it's just, it, it's so off the rails. The, the, so many times after the big change in the middle, uh, am I just going, what is happening here? What is, ha it's trying to accomplish that. It, it can only be that, right? I mean, what else would they be trying? There's no IRL in real life message that they're trying to deliver here. Is there? Get involved. People <laughs> using, need help. Using this, I don't know that, this way well, that whole, of telling it. That whole apathy yeah. speech, well, apathy which I have, which I have queued up as an audio clip. If we want to listen to it yeah. at some point, mm -hmm. this to me, the more cynical way of looking at what looking at it, like you did, JJ, is let's take a look at like the top 30 movies and what you know the the best movies and like they made all the money okay this one had a precocious kid this oh rube goldberg devices okay this one had a sniper rifle this that and then they just shoved it all in there like just rammed it in yeah. in no kind of way i think that's why it, it feels like someone took a whole bunch of plot devices threw them up in the air and then the ones that landed inside of his weird hat, those are the ones that he used. <laughs> to use a Pete Wright phrase here, I think we're in violent agreement on that. That's exactly yeah. what I'm saying. And then, of course, right, okay. they have these, like, morals about apathy thrown in, too, to be like, hey, I'm writing some shifty, like, stuff here. Like, that's, right. I think that's exactly what they did. They, like, it's, yeah. it's like an AI version of what's the weirdest movie we can make and release in Hollywood. <laughs> it does kind of feel like a robot wrote it sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> And and one of the reasons that I also feel that way is there's so through so few through lines okay. that really right. need to like why does he need to be so preternaturally smart? That can be its own movie. What why is this why is that in this movie about suspected abuse? He doesn't use kid detective charms to figure things out. He sees a morose kid and is like, I got it. Why does he need to have we're in spoiler territory, oh, yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Why does he need to have a brain right. tumor? Why does he, none of these things, the Rube Goldberg thing, it never really pays off. No. I like that JJ was just um, generous enough to try to, you know, to compare the Rube Goldbergs that he's doing to make what he mm -hmm. does his mom go through Rube Goldberg-esque, but it's really not. It's just sort of a map in that way. So I never feel like Henry feels like a real character. He's just a collection of devices. And this movie isn't a real movie. It's just a collection of devices. It's too much for me over okay. and over again. It's sort of my takeaway. So one from of it. the questions that my wife and I had while we were watching this was looking at at mom. And the question was, mm -hmm. what's wrong with her? Because, you know, she is not, what there. We don't get much background on her. So, you know, we don't know what happened to the, you know, dad, father of the boys or anything. Not in the picture. Right. Mom job is, you know, she works as a waitress. She has a side gig apparently writing and illustrating children's books and likes to play <laughs> and likes to play video that. games all the time because she's not either competent or capable of 
violent well, vi- first person shooter. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that ties into we'll talk about that. But uh, you know, why is Henry in charge of the house? And is it because she's she's just you know her husband always managed all the finances? She's just not smart enough to ha- to to understand the complex things. You know how? Why is she? You know handed over all adult decision-making to Henry. You know, we even get that scene with, you know, her boss where he's like, oh, I can set up direct deposit. And she's like, I'll have to ask my, I'll have to ask Henry about that. He's like, you have to ask an 11-year-old about that? It's like, is she not capable of making these choices or is it just she's unwilling to due to past trauma or she's never been asked to step up to take those? And because Henry was so smart, he wanted to take that responsibility on. So I think it's that. That's where I'm okay. leaning into is that, you know, and they don't explain no. it to us. So it's, it's going to have to be your interpretation. But I think it's because of Henry's precocious nature that, of course, he is scheming at a very young age. I mean, what do we assume he is in this movie? Yeah, 12? Well, he says he's 12. Yeah. Right. OK, I missed yeah. that. Oh, yeah. The 11 about right. to be 12 or something yeah. like this. Right. So we assume at the age of six. He started really realizing that investing in the stock market was the right way to go about, you know, growing his family and achieving some sort of grand dream of allowing his mother to retire before she needs to. If if he did that at six, <laughs> you know, it doesn't it, there doesn't need to be anything wrong with right. uh, with Naomi Watts. She He could just be like stepping up and the, the idea is that he's doing these things and she's not able to do that or she doesn't feel the need to do them. So where it becomes a little problematic, though, is that. Uh, all the women in this movie are either a mess or just a prop. Okay. Sarah Silverman is kind of a oh, mess. Yeah. I yeah. mean, they're all like fine like this. They're both drinking. Henry is constantly in a way that's supposed to be very um, endearing, which didn't work for me. He's constantly belittling Everyone. all of them. Yes. And then the only other uh, female role of real note is the next door daughter who is given almost nothing to do. We nothing. are told what she's going through. That's it. And then she dances and she's a wonderful dancer so much so that the power of dance convinces a principal <laughs> to make a call. Ugh. Um, this movie, <laughs> this movie is close to being, I think okay. sexist a little bit. It's like a bunch of women being needed to be taken care of by a 12-year-old boy and once the 12-year-old boy is out of the picture, few there's a handsome doctor waiting to pick up the pieces. Yeah. Well, there is it is written by a white man, so, you know. Yep. There's that's that's there. For me, as I was watching this, I was looking at okay, this mother who's ceded all authority to her son in decision making and so, of course, when he has his plan, you know, she's going to follow along with that until the point where she has sort of her realization that, why am I doing this? He's 12 years old. He doesn't know anything. This was the big redeeming thing right. for me, it's, is that I never at any point believed that they weren't going to go through with the plan. And as the Rube Goldberg comes yeah. down and she has the realization of, what the it, heck am I right. doing? The same way I felt for that entire like 20% right. of the movie while we were leaning this up this. She's like, no, I'm an adult. And everything that happens after that is the way that this story should yes. be. So you have all of this sort of creative craziness that's off. Uh, I keep, I'll keep using this word off yeah. the rails because we could actually change the title of the movie to yeah. off the rails and I'd be happier with it. <laughs> but like once she has that realization and she stands on her own, which is terrifying how she confronts it, but it's all the mature adult things to do and everyone 
even the principal yeah. who yes the dancing does change her mind tom and you can gag at that a little bit but she but they've inferred earlier in the story that henry's been going to yes. her with evidence for the longest right. time and she was closing it up so when she witnesses this she might it might not be the dance it might be just her sentimental things about this is the girl he's talking about and i need to protect okay. this girl and so again this is where all of a sudden it redeemed it because at no point as i was watching the craziness in the off the rail section did i believe that she wasn't going to pull the trigger i i I was like, of course, this movie is going to keep going crazy. But no, it becomes sane and it becomes a really interesting story about how to do the right thing in the face of all that insanity. And that's what redeemed the film for me, because I was like, oh, oh. I get it now. And I but I think your points are very well taken, Tom. I do think it's sexist. I hadn't even thought about that until you brought it up. And but that whole thing that happens. And then I would I would actually to possibly clip that potentially it's built in to happen. And I don't know if that's true, but I mean built in mm. by Henry because the Rube Goldberg releases the pictures that clues it. And maybe it just needed to be all set up. And then you get this weird thing about from the writer's perspective, was it all to set up his mom to just take the leap and stand up on her own and, and, for the first time in her life? And finally be an adult and as, take responsibility and for her life. And finally be an adult. Right. Yes. Is it Henry? But he's, still, but he's still yelling at her, take yeah. the shot, mom, take the shot, take the shot. Yeah. I don't know. I, that's, you could do either. I like that. I think that you're being you're being generous. Yes, I, I, I agree. You're doing you're doing great screenwriting <laughs> work for that. Yeah. My my further complaint yeah. then when you talk about it redeeming the movie, and I think everything that you said was very interesting, is no one ever thought they have cameras. We know they have cameras in the movie. No one ever thought to film it. Film the abuse. No one ever went film the abuse. There's multiple cam characters are apparently seeing something through things, and then also, you know what they also didn't do? That no one went to the daughter. Right, talk to the and girl. Said, Can we right. help you? Right. That's what I meant by she's yeah. a prop. Right. She is a MacGuffin. She's not even treated human enough. Even by, uh, by Henry, the victim isn't treated human enough. It's just a prop for his Rube Goldberg thing. No one says, can we help you? Let's go to the police. You give an actual statement. It, no, you're right. Because it, uh, when he is uh, setting up all his stuff and he's on his bike and he's outside the gun shop or whatever, and he's got, he pulls out his like little mini Polaroid camera, I was like... When does this take place? Because I haven't seen a cell phone or anything. And I thought, okay, we're dealing, we're we're not dealing with technology. We're keeping that up. Then as soon as we get to the hospital, the doctor pulls Until out the, the iPad yeah. and is like, right, here's your MRI. And I'm like, okay, yeah. we're in we're in the 21st <laughs> century where we've got iPads and nobody has cell phones that could be documented. Until the until the talent show, when there are dozens of cell phones, you know what you you know when you go to, when you go to a talent show and film someone else's yes. child dancing, <laughs> people do that all the time. Right. There's like thirty people filming this little girl doing ballet. She's so it's good. A really good dance, she's Tom. really good. She's a good well, dancer. She, I, I, you can hear them. They're like, was she? The, was yeah, she? Exactly. Yeah, 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 that was not that yeah. Yes. No, I agree. But again, it's. Those are the those are the issues I have because it's all about plot conveniences. Because yes, you know we're going to eliminate you know cell phones at these points of the story because they don't suit our purposes, and I need to have this happen and this happen because for Henry or Mom to actually videotape what they can see uh, that you know we don't see it's shocking, it's appalling. We can see there's the evidence, there's the documentation that we need to to close this deal. The fact that 
Henry is the only one that, that talks to her about, are you okay? None of the adults in her life come to her, you know, that whether it's the teacher or the principal or anything. And the, the principal's only excuse is I Naomi. can't, you know, I need to have evidence if I'm going to take this, you know, you know, and I thought, okay, the teacher doesn't see anything. There's so many things that could have happened, but I suspend my disbelief to see where, what is the story really about? Where is it trying to take me? It becomes a story about suspension of disbelief yes. for me as well. And, I, and because, I mean, politically speaking, this person is a very powerful yes. person. They they keep using the word up, up, upstanding yes. citizen within the film. And, I you know, but more than that, he is a powerful person that could could be potentially scary. So I, I, I have some apologies for the film in that. But, Tom, you had said that it, that's redeemed the film for me. I definitely don't think it redeemed the film for me. I, oh, I do okay. think this movie is crazy. What I think <laughs> is that the, the interpretation that it led me to when it subverted my expectation there at the end was that there yeah. was some sort of insight in the film that they used a lot of deus ex machina to make happen but i was impressed with how it subverted my expectation there and allowed me to see an interpretation of the film that i didn't expect to happen because of all the craziness that i was on the ride so that you were ready for that trigger to be pulled oh my yeah. gosh i wanted her to yeah. pull it like i was i was i was like let's just be done <laughs> right. with this i mean honestly that's like this is so crazy let's end this but then i there was another part of the movie there was another there was a fifth movie that showed up <laughs> yep. and, and i was like oh i want to watch this movie and that was how it kind of changed that bit for me and that's why i mean i don't know how i'm going to recommend it to anyone either i think the curiosity thing is the perfect way to do it but i think there's so much in this movie that is completely off the rails that it's going to be really tough to describe to anyone other than it's this Hollywood mishmash of devices, like you said. Yeah. Well, I, I would say the beginning of the film, because we get the whole story basically from Henry's point of view, that's where I gave it a little bit of grace of it's in that young adult territory we're this is basically our narrator this is our filter we're seeing the world through his eyes so that's why i'm not getting the things that i would normally expect in a story because he's a 12 year old kid he doesn't have access to certain things or perspectives on stuff and that's where i want to get to to tommy's uh first clip because i think it's really important because it sets up the whole piece and i think that's again because the the mom has given so much decision making to henry she always assumed that assumes that he's right so when they have this con conversation about apathy it's like henry planting the seeds for his plan to come and i think that's where that's one of the reasons why mom is so gets so drawn drawn into it mom mm. that woman today at the grocery store, you didn't do anything to help her. I told you, it just wasn't our business. I think when someone hurts someone else, I, I think it is our business. Well, I know it seems that way, but there was nothing I could do. Yeah, Mom, if, if everybody did that, then there would be no one to look out for the people who just can't look out for themselves. So what should I have done? I didn't want things to get violent. Violence isn't the worst thing in the world. What is then? Apathy. Why I wanted to pick this out is for two reasons. Number one, it is a big 
theme, if you, if there is a theme of the movie, is trying to it. The movie backs into it. It's not there in the entire first half. sort of half, except like except maybe when he's talking about he has that class project talking about his legacy. Right. You know, mm. like fifth graders do. <laughs> <laughs> movie's so crazy. That's not the kind of speech you give as a fifth grader. Anyways, um, but one of the other things that I wanted to point out is I don't think a lot of the writing is very good in the movie. And I think a lot of the dialogue is very bad. I think this, if you just sort of listen to it and look at the dialogue, it is so incredibly on the nose. It's right across the plate. The only way to make it okay is to have it be a child explaining to an adult how a child sees justice and getting involved. But then he's also so incredibly brilliant that it actually talks down to his character. It's just an example of the movie that is overwritten, underwritten, overthought, underthought. All at the and same time. All at the same time yeah. in kind of a fascinating way. Right. Um, and having a child say violence isn't the worst thing in the world. What is then? Apathy. I mean, she's... It's such an interesting, softball, weird, again, right over the line kind of conversation. I just, it really stuck out to me. You say right and over the line. I'd say way over the line. <laughs> have a way over the line. I guess I, I think the worst I'm thing in the world. over the line. I think I'm meaning right over right. the place. Yes. yes. I'm trying there to use a sports ball. thing. <laughs> like just right down the center uh, aisle of the, <laughs> of the, of the, of the touchback um, <laughs> is, uh, yeah, I mean. And it kind of works because he is a kid, but that's I, but that's a weird way to hide sort of very, I think, pretty pedestrian writing. Did you did this speech bother you or this back and forth bother you guys at all? Or did I just sort of pick out something? No, no, no. It, it, it sticks out because it's it's, again, one of those moments where it's it's like Henry lecturing his mom about, you know, he's educating her. He's, he's trying to explain how things work. And it's like she's an adult. She knows, you know, there's. There's social norms about things that, you know, there's a difference between a couple having a disagreement in a grocery store and sure, the guys, you know, being a little aggressive and th then... The this is what they see right, at the grocery store. Right. There's a guy, uh, that's right. what they're reacting so there's, there's to. There's that yeah. and just like, okay, you don't step in, you know, different from what's going on next door that's a recurring thing and an apathy towards that. And yeah, I mean, he's a kid who's idealistic about everything. Like the world can be this beautiful rainbows and unicorns place because everybody needs to watch out for everybody else. And, you know, but then of course his reaction is, well, violence isn't the worst thing in the world because, you know, his mom says, you know, I, I should, I didn't get involved. What would I have done? Cause I don't want things to get violent because she knows you and, interfere in a violent altercation it's just gonna it's gonna blow up on you you know and so his response is no violence isn't the worst thing because yeah violence can fix things is what he's saying and the one thing that i would like to bring up another just interesting breakdown of that is you said he's a kid idealistic all rainbows that original speech when he's talking about his legacy is legacy just he says like a sugar-coated something to wave off existential angst right. he is not sugar-coated he doesn't believe that everything wins that would be more interesting if he was looking at it from a child's perspective of no bullies are bad you go do something but the fact that he's already so old soul mm -hmm. jaded makes it 
weirdly less yes. interesting. Yeah. Well, the thing the thing that I don't like about it is when you think about it objectively, it really is dialogue as Deus Ex Machina, right. where it yes. only right. serves to point towards where the story's going. So it right. doesn't actually have anything to do with his character. It doesn't have anything to do with his mom's character. It's just to show, it's just to set the table for what we're going to get in the third, uh, second and a half act, which that bothers me to some degree to it. It didn't bother me at the time because I didn't understand what was happening. But when you when you <laughs> step back up and you take a look at it, it's it 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 really doesn't belong in the story for the most part, uh, uh, other than to seed what they're going right. to try to get us to believe later on, which right? is frustrating. Yeah. Setting the writing aside, I, again, I think with this cast, they're making the best of what they have. And I think that's one of the things that pulled me through this is okay yeah you've got you've got a scene like that where yeah it's it's really on the nose but this cast can sell that they can they can do that and i Agreed. think that's the thing that pulled me all the way through to the end of this you know it, you get into the sort of mission impossible you know she's got you know she's you know set aside super suspend your disbelief that he's recorded everything and that's oh, no yes, your other exactly. right Come the on. timing and everything is like okay yes you're gonna play that for what it is but going yeah. along with watching her pull all the pieces together to, to set things up as you see a plan come together and i think that's something that that it does well setting you know if you set aside the circumstances of what's going on yeah it's always you know engaging cinema to watch somebody like you see the pieces, you know, disconnected from each other and everything starts to come together. They're like, okay, now I see where this is going. That'll, that'll keep an audience engaged. And it did that well. And then the cast, you know, you've got to have like Naomi Watts sell it. How does she go from being, you know, I, I work, you know, in a diner to I'm here with a sniper rifle out in the woods about to kill the commissioner <laughs> of, of police or, or whatever headshot. And then, you know, I thought, okay, I guess the, she's dumping the body in the Creek. Cause he's right there. I, you know, all of that, but it's the, it's so believable because you just, you've got these cute kids that you just, you know, buy into everything and Naomi Watts and just, you know, and, and Sarah Silverman as, there's there's a gritty realism underneath all of this that I think, you know, these are real people with with trouble. And I think that's what I see with Sarah Silverman's character is, yeah, she, you know, one night she drank too much and didn't go to work because her what's she got to do in her life? Right. I mean, there's there's not much for her. And so it's this again, it feels very much that young adult world of things get overly simplified. P characters are very flat into their one type of thing that they are. And the most dynamic character we have here is is mom who goes on this little, you know, journey to become a hitman uh, that she, you know, stops at the last second and then realizes I have to grow up and deal with life. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't find that gritty yeah. realism at all. I, I feel it's completely unrealistic. <laughs> I mean, it, it, I, I mock Tom all the time about something he told me about Gone Girl years and years ago about how he felt <laughs> that it was tough but real. And like that bleeding into this too, like I feel like that's kind of what you're saying yeah. here, Steve, is that it's it's gritty, but it's real. And there's nothing real about well, this I'd story. Say there is nothing real about the diner mom who plays Gears of War learning how to become an assassin. <laughs> true, true. And, and You've never gone into a gun shop and drop the name Dominic? No, it and, works. And like, 
and Henry being able to go into the gun shop on the exact day that he knew that the right. organized crime guy was going in there to learn how. I mean, it's just <laughs> yes, there is it is a yes, fiction. It it's is. just whether yeah. or not you enjoy this kind of fiction. So, yeah. Um, yeah. The actors, though, to to Steve's point, the actors got yeah. me through the movie. I thought Naomi Watts was yeah. brilliant. I yeah. think this is like yeah. my favorite Naomi Watts movie, which is, I mean, oh, and, really? and but what I said in, in the intro here is that it reminded yeah. me of how much that I actually yeah. like her in pretty much yeah. everything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so and and but it, I was just so impressed with what yeah. she did with this role, because this role, that's a even though she doesn't have a whole lot of agency and she is used as a prop through most of it, she goes through a really interesting yeah. transformation yeah. in this. And, yeah. and as an actress, she delivered it wonderfully. So um, so I really liked that. Um, and I agree with you about the cast. I think the cast was spectacular. And the kids were great, too. They, they did exactly what they should have with that script. Closing comments, because I, th- I think we've we've probed everything in the 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 we've read all the chapters in the book of Henry, shall we say, unless there's unless there's more <laughs> like that you that. need to add. Well, we're skipping over the big part, too, which we talked about in the intro, which is Henry dies. Oh, yes. Okay. I don't mm, think we said okay. it enough. And his death scene was heart-wrenching for me. His yep. And his, I, I sent a note to Steve before we started this, that Trailer Rewind has officially become JJ's trauma roulette because um, <laughs> because his seizures, like my, my oldest son had suffered from right. febrile seizures when he was younger. And... Watching a child seize is one of the most like, yeah. gosh, difficult yeah. things to do. And um, they go through it in the film. And then his Henry's death scene is so intensely yes. emotional. Yeah. Like pulling off the wires and trying to crawl the window, to the window see, to see the, see the sky. And then that shot. But it's also weirdly timed. I wasn't ready for it to happen. And maybe no. that's on purpose. Yeah. But I was like, wait. Is he yeah. dead? Like I kept saying, wait, is he is he dead now? For out loud for like the next two minutes because there's this weird break. Because I was just like, no, this is the time in the movie when he when they realize he's on his way out. Not I'm having a headache to gone, which happened so quick, and it was in it, that was at point a minute fifty one of the film, and he's dead. Yeah. And that's the point that I bring up about the my girl thing in the original is like right. it's a main part of this movie that Henry is going to die, and he's going to die in a pretty terrifying and unfortunate way. I was sobbing, uh, and and yeah. just trying to deal with it, and and then there's this other these other two movies that show up after it. So it's it's something that you know if you're considering this, be you be concerned that there's some trigger here about a kid that's going to die and you don't know it when you start and he's the star right. of the movie until he's dead so that's something that's that's hard to deal with guys what we're saying is this movie has it all <laughs> child cancer <laughs> preteen sexual abuse naomi watts firing a sniper rifle weirdly <laughs> ominous talent show tap dancing yes. do you remember that part yeah. they're all like tapity tapity tap and she's like <laughs> i was like what's happening <laughs> Sorry, sorry no. to scream. No. no. Okay, so I do want to get appropriate just briefly. So I saw it in a lot of the comments about the whole like pedophilia thing. I don't read the the whole Sarah Silverman character thing with with Henry that way. I don't. You know, no. It's, it's just it's well, just another it's, weird yes, creepy. It's, it's he's again. You know, they set it up earlier on when she's over and they're having drinks and you know they're talking about Henry's doing all that stuff and she's like, you know, mom's like, yeah, find can you find a you know a smarter you know guy than Henry or whatever. And I was growing up, growing up, up as Henry, Henry and Sarah Silverman's like, yeah, I wish. So I'm, I'm trying, trying to. to is, is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. So, but it's yeah. again, it's. 
Yeah, it's awkwardly written, but I, I, you know, everybody's like, oh, it's so pervy. I'm like, no, it's not. It's... I don't find it pervy the, at all. Yeah, I, I think, don't think it's pervy. I think it's, I think it's a it's a lazily yes, reversed. Exactly, I think, is yeah. all. It's the the young kid is the right. oldest person in a, the whole exactly. And there's yeah. a, there's a, that bit gets into sort of a mutual understanding of each other. The you know it's that whole we're, we're playing that we don't like each other, but really we you know there's an understanding there. But again, well, the, the understanding I think that he's trying to mention is that they both know that he has a crush right. on her, and they both know that that's not exactly. Okay. And so they both treat each other like crap yes. to make sure exactly. of that. And then when she realizes dying, he's dying, yeah. she okay. gives him a kindness, which is a, a, a sweet right. little kiss it's, on the mouth. That's how right. I no, see it. But exactly. All right. That's the noise I made. <laughs> Did you really? As you're watching? Yeah. I don't know. Because I was uncomfortable. <laughs> That's what I do. I act out when I'm uncomfortable and confused by a movie's motivations. This closes up the book of Henry and JJ. That's the last in our trio of family dramas that nearly broke you with, the, with, <laughs> with yes. Landline. Well, yes. Souvenir, yeah, well, yeah, it's been rough. Shaken and yes. stirred. Yes. <laughs> and landline, <laughs> a souvenir, and Book of Henry. Next, we're moving into the war section. Uh, and we're going we're to start off with 2017's The Wall, which is available to stream on Amazon Prime. This was great. Thank you guys so much for having me. I think I'm coming on in like another month yes. or so. I Love won't spo- spoil what we're talking about, but we're going to be talking about a movie, and it's not going to be about Henry. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> All right. Everybody, thank you for listening to Trailer Rewind. Hondo. Thank you for listening to Trailer Rewind. If anything we said here entertained, educated, or even enraged you, we'd like you to tell people about this podcast. Whatever your listening platform is, please share, rate, or write a short review. It helps other podcast listeners find us. If you enjoy connecting with other film fans, you can become a member of our community on Discord. It's free, and there's always an interesting dialogue or debate to jump into. You can also financially support us. Perks include early access to episodes, exclusive Discord channels, the opportunity to chat with us live before we record an episode, and the warm feeling you get knowing you are contributing support to the behind-the-scenes resources that help everyone here at the Next Real Family of Podcasts. Either way, we would love to have you be part of our community. Hondo. I love the conversations that so many of our hosts have had on their shows. Steve and JJ on Trailer Rewind, Ray and Ocean on Silver Linings, even Tommy's short-lived No, No, Wait, Hear Me Out. And so many films they've discussed started out as a book, a play, or even a TV series. Well, now you can support our whole family of podcasts by using our new Originals page to buy the original source material used to inspire films covered on our shows. Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations. It's a wonderful way to support the show. Producing these podcasts week after week require a ton of work behind the scenes. If you'd like to help support our efforts, try using our originals page when shopping for books and movies that we've covered. It's your one-stop shop for Amazon and Apple links where you can buy the book, play, video game, movie, etc. upon which the movie is based. Original material for trailer rewind movies like If Beale Street Could Talk, The Goldfinch, Aniara, 
or The Two Faces of January. Or Silver Linings movies like Repo Men, which was based on the repossession Mambo. Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort. Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the show and find a great book to read. That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today. Thank you.